0: chapter fifteen of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter fifteen a country below the sea how would you like to live not far from the ocean in a land below the level of the sea where the fishes swimming at the surface outside are higher up than your head and where the ships are even with your second-story windows this is the nature of a great part of the netherlands the word netherlands means lowlands and holland may be derived from hollow land lying at the western end of the great plain which extends across europe from the ural mountains to the north sea the country was formed by the earth washings from the alps and highlands of germany and france brought down by the rhine the maas and the Skelt the land is so low that these streams have been walled in to prevent the spring floods from covering it and enormous dikes or embankments of wood stone and earth have been built along the coast to keep the sea from rushing in and drowning the people less than one-half of the country is so high that no walls are needed the rest is the result of a long fight between the dutch people and their enemy the sea the dikes are their fortifications made to keep old neptune out they have been centuries in tearing their land away from the waters acre by acre farm by farm township by township and county by county they have wrested it from the sea until now they have one of the best little countries of europe they accomplished it this way first they marked out a certain piece of swampy land and put walls about it and then pumped up the water by windmills into canals so that at last it flowed out into the ocean they made ditches to drain the enclosed land and when it became dry they cut it up into fields planted trees and built houses then they marked out another piece and reclaimed that the same way they had to keep the pumps going and we shall see windmills everywhere tossing their huge arms about raising the water for it requires thousands of windmills and many steam pumps to keep holland dry we shall see how the fight with the ocean is still going on when we visit the dikes, and how the brave dutch are ever victorious they are getting more land every year and they are now building dikes to drain the zuyder zee a great bed of shallow water three-fourths as big as the state of rhode island is not this wonderful it seems even more wonderful as we go along the coast and see how the great dikes are built most of them were as tall as a three-story house and so wide that two carriages could easily be driven upon them side by side without touching there are so many dikes in holland that if they could be lifted up placed end to end and dropped down upon our country they would make a great wall reaching from boston clear across the appalachian mountains to chicago and on to the mississippi river across iowa to the missouri and hundreds of miles on into nebraska in making a dike, the first thing is to get a foundation great forest trees are trimmed off and driven down deep into the sand in two wide rows facing the sea these mighty fences are walled with planks which are studded with an armor of flat-headed nails so that the teredo the wood-eating sea-worm cannot get at them now huge blocks of granite or other stone, brought mostly on ships from Norway, are thrown in between the walls, and on the top earth is added, and so, gradually, a great rampart is built up. Some of the dikes are faced with masonry, and others have walls of basketwork to hold in the stone and earth. Trees are planted on top, and grass is sown upon the top and sides, that the roots may aid in binding the whole together. The dikes are carefully guarded. During the winter they are watched by men day and night. Then Neptune seems most angry at the loss of his territory, and in his rage he drives the sea almost to the top of the dikes. He is always watching for a crack or a break, which he knows he can quickly enlarge. The people appreciate the danger, and they have watchmen to warn them. At critical times the alarm bells are rung, and everyone hurries to help build the dike higher, or to repair it notwithstanding all this the ocean sometimes breaks through as was the case about seventy years before columbus discovered america when a tidal wave swept in flooding towns and villages and drowning more than one thousand people the canals of holland are almost as wonderful as the dikes there are about two thousand miles of them in the country some great ship waterways and other little ditches dividing the fields like fences The bridges with bars across them serving for gates. The biggest canals connect the great cities of Holland and the sea. Amsterdam has the North Sea Canal, a wide waterway 15 miles long and 25 feet deep. This canal is walled by enormous dikes and it flows above the rest of the country out to the sea, where there are great gates to keep the ocean from rushing in. In many Dutch cities, the canals form the principal streets and in the country they serve as highways and roads as we travel through holland we see huge ships apparently sailing through the green grass and sometimes notice their tall masts moving along above the tops of the trees which now and then line the canals here is a boat loaded with wheat hauled along by a horse on the bank there is one filled with vegetables dragged onward by two men who bend over and pull at a rope attached to its mast. And there is another, loaded with hay, moved by a woman, a boy, and a dog, all harnessed together. The boy and the woman bend almost double, forcing the boat through the water by throwing their weight against the wide straps over their breasts to which the tow-line is fastened. Both wear wooden shoes, and we cannot see how they can move along as they do. Other boats are being pushed onward with poles from the decks, and not a few Are aided by sails but what are those queer long-legged birds we see wading about through the ditches poking their heads into the mud those are storks and they are after frogs worms and other things which live in the canals and the ditches the storks are great friends of the people for they eat the reptiles which destroy the dikes and embankments we see storks nests in the trees and on the chimneys of the farmhouses and frequently spy one of the great birds resting on one leg on the roof notice the windmills they stand in rows along the canals and we often count a hundred in sight nearly every farmer has one each mill consists of a huge tower with arms or sails from fifty to one hundred feet long the tower is so large around that the first story is often used as a house The most of the windmills are for pumping water from one level to another in draining the fields but others grind corn and furnish the motive power for sawmills and factories holland is so flat that the winds from the ocean blow as regularly as at sea and the mills can be relied upon to do their work every day many of the country roads are along the canals and near them are railroads and steam tramways holland has a good railroad system and steam and electric tramways have been built all over the country we travel mostly on the tramways stopping now to explore a quaint city or village and now to chat with the farmers about their cattle and corn it is summer but the fresh air from the sea keeps us delightfully cool how beautiful it is there are rows of tall willows along many of the canals and the combination of water and green fields forms ever-changing pictures we stand on the bridges and watch the fat cattle grazing how clean they are and how smooth they look as though they had been curried they are eating from feeding boxes out in the fields although the grass grows luxuriantly many of the people feed their cows in the pastures and they know just what food will produce the most milk the dutch people are noted for their delicious butter and cheese which they export so largely to england that holland is sometimes called the dairy farm of great britain notice how careful they are of the cattle many of the fine cows are covered with blankets to keep off the flies in the spring they have covers to protect them from the cold rains and in the winter they are brought into the house and stabled under the same roof as the family holland has but few barns wood is scarce and all stone has to be imported so the people find it cheaper to build one large house and give up a part of it to haylofts and cattle than to have separate stables or sheds the most of the houses have low walls with very high roofs the walls are whitewashed and the roofs are of red tile or gray thatch made so steep that the rain quickly runs off every house is kept clean inside and out even the stable being frequently scrubbed most cows have their daily cold baths and in some stables there is a ring in the rafter over each cow to which her tail is tied up while milking in the summer the cows stay in the fields and the people go out to milk them see there is a girl milking now her sleeves are rolled up to her elbows and she sits on the heels of her wooden shoes as she draws out the milk in white streams there comes a man with a wagon full of brass cans he has driven across the bridge into the pasture the girl brings her pail full of milk and pours it into one of the cans and goes on to milk more the dutch are excellent farmers we pass rich fields of wheat barley and oats and see everywhere potatoes and other vegetables growing we spend some time in the great flower gardens about harlem where they raise the finest of tulips hyacinths and gladioli exporting the bulbs to all countries more than a million dollars worth are shipped away every year including vast quantities to the united states the dutch are fond of flowers and at one time they went almost wild over tulips it was at about the time boston was founded then holland had tulip bulbs that actually sold for their weight in gold and some that brought much more for it is said that one kind of bulb known as the semper augustus was worth an amount equal to fifteen hundred dollars of our money the tulip bulb is somewhat like an onion and a story is told of a rich merchant who was showing one of the bulbs to a friend when a sailor came in and announced that a cargo of silk had arrived the merchant in his hurry laid down his semper augustus and the sailor thinking it an onion picked it up and went away with it when the merchant came back he was almost crazy at the loss of his treasure he rushed through the town looking for the sailor "'only to find that the sailor had sliced up the bulb to eat with his lunch "'before he had found it was a tulip and not an onion. "'Take a look at that crowd coming up the opposite side of the canal. "'What good faces they have. "'Both men and women are rosy-cheeked and bright-eyed. "'It is a holiday, and they have on their best clothes. "'The men wear short jackets and full baggy black velvet trousers, "'held up by wide belts at the waist, and fastened with silver buckles as big as the palm of your hand they have on caps with wide brims and their long hair is cut straight off at the neck the women wear short skirts and some are bare-armed what is that bright stuff on their heads it looks like silver or gold shining out through their lace caps there are horns of gold sticking out on each side of their eyes those are the helmets which many dutch women and girls wear on special occasions they are thin plates of gold or silver or imitations of those metals so made that they fit the head like a cap almost covering the hair the gold ones are very costly and are kept in the family from one generation to another now look at their feet did you ever see such shoes they are as white as newly planed pine they are wood and though they look clumsy they serve very well especially in a damp country like holland where it rains so frequently that the ground is often as soft as a sponge there comes a party of little children their fathers and mothers are watching us from the bank and the little ones have stopped for a moment to play they are dressed much like their parents how they run over the ground in their thick wooden shoes i am sure not one of us could run any faster observe how the little ones greet their parents and how they hold on to them as they stand open-mouthed and stare at our boat. The Dutch are fond of their children. They send them to school and give them quite as many advantages as we have at home. There are few better people educated than the people of Holland, and there are none who have more of the elements which make up really good men and good women. They have had to fight so hard to build up their country and keep back the sea, that they have become strong and self-reliant they have had to watch their dikes so carefully that they have grown cautious and the long-continued work of building the dikes has made them patient and industrious being on the sea they have become a nation of traders and have grown rich by their thrift there is one thing for which the dutch are especially noted all travellers speak about it look around and see if you can guess what it is observe the fresh paint on the bridges the new whitewash on the houses look down on the deck of our canal boat see how it has been scoured until it is white as snow how clean everything is the dutch are famous for keeping things clean they are so neat that it is sometimes oppressive we walk on our tiptoes when we enter the houses for the floor is fairly shine and the front steps are washed every day in our early morning walks through the city we have to go carefully to keep from being spattered with water Bare-armed housemaids in white caps and short dresses are scrubbing the streets and washing down the house fronts. Each girl has a mop on a long pole so that she can reach every crack and corner. She first washes the windows and walls and then scrubs off the doorsteps and pavement. End of chapter 15